Good morning, everybody. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, yeah, apparently, Jill Biden, this whole thing. So, you guys know by now, unless you live under a rock, that LSU beat Iowa. Uh, the white girl on the Iowa team that was the star, she was, you know, had some moves like talking shit, you know, like competitors do. And so when she lost by like 17 points, uh, the star uh, or one of the stars of the LSU team did those same moves. And then all of a sudden Twitter called her uh, classless and tacky, but she really was just taunting uh, the white girl who just lost. And so immediately it turned into a racial thing. Um, And, you know, then Jill Biden really steps into it and goes, I think we should invite both teams to the White House. In the history of sporting events, that's not how it goes. The champions go, not the losers. And so, you know, I don't know Jill Biden. I don't have a particular problem with her, but I'm not into people. I'm not into like liberal politicians. And I'm guessing she would be called that because that's what they do. Malcolm X said it, look it up. You know, white liberals are not the friends of black people. And I'm not saying that she's out here doing the worst thing that's ever happened to black people. No, but to be that tone deaf and to be that out of touch, uh, that makes just no sense. Like you just stepped into a situation and made it worse. And yes, I know you were at the game and yes, you talked to both teams, but come on. It's not how it works. Uh, That's not how sports works. You know, no one was like, hey, Kansas City Chiefs and whoever they beat, I I can't even remember now, come to the White House. That's not how it works, you know? And like, learn how it works before you say something stupid. So now you just made a situation that was already kind of low-key annoying, super annoying. And uh, the reality is, you know, even, I keep calling her the white girl, but Caitlin Clark was even like, listen, why are you... Why are you all criticizing her? She doesn't deserve criticism. I respect her game. You know, so it's like, A, I'm happy that we're talking about female sports this much. But B, now I'm annoyed because it's like, here you go, taking the emphasis off of what LSU did and turning it into some sort of uh, racial uh, battleground. And it's like, this is what America's Americans do, especially now that you have social media. You can't say anything or feel a certain way or make a mistake or everything is just in this uh, sort of echo chamber and it just goes on for days, which is really hard to do, actually, to to stay in a Twitter conversation for more than a couple of days. Even when people are infuriated with you, they tend to stop tweeting about it after a, a while. You know, usually, usually within 24 hours. So when you do something that really goes against the public grain or really shows your true colors, uh, people do tend to want to talk about it. I saw one case where people went on for two weeks. They were just infuriated. But um, anyway, let these young ladies be competitive. Now it's starting to feel sexist. It's like so women can't taunt each other. And I told you. Underneath all of this is that little bit of, well, that's not a very pleasing way to be. Like, they don't they didn't mind Caitlyn doing it, it seemed like, because she was white. And maybe they didn't know about it. 
there's a strong chance that many of these people didn't know that that she was imitating her move back to her. So I don't know. And I don't care all that much. I mean, good for LSU. Uh, I wish uh, the sister, Angel Reese, had just a little bit more media training. I mean, she's almost too honest. Uh, And that's the problem right now. Everybody understands social media. At least they think they do. But nobody really has any media training. You know, you got all these people who are out here just talking reckless. And you can tell they've never uh, really been trained or they don't have the skills to, to really be. I think that's that's something I thought about the other day. It's like you don't have the skill set to really be uh, using this platform in a powerful way. Say what you have to say, but come on, you know, like. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeves. Like, people need journalism training and how to be in front of a camera and what to say and what not to say, you know? I don't think that would be a bad thing. And and that's not just for Angel Reese, but, I mean, I think that's for everybody because so many people are are now have, like, a TV studio in their pocket, and so you can go broadcast yourself anywhere, but it doesn't hurt to get some training and get some background. Uh, go talk to a publicist. You know, talk to somebody who understands media and what you should and shouldn't do and what you should and shouldn't say. Not because you don't, you know, I get that everybody wants to keep it real. This is how I am. Okay, but, you know, if you want something to be settled and settled in your favor, you need to get some media training. Everybody does because everybody has a camera now and everybody thinks they're uh, perfectly capable of going on live and being interesting. You know, some of you all should not be on live TV. Some of you all need editors and writers. And uh, congratulations to LSU again. And congratulations to Angel Reese. You played a good game. I I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't have time to watch stuff like that for real. Because by the time that comes on, I'm uh, dealing with uh, quite a bit of sundowners. But I'm proud of you and what you were able to accomplish. Now let's stop talking about it. All right. Here's the other thing I was thinking. I'm not sure. I thought about this yesterday. I should have podcasted it then because I forgot. But I I really feel like maybe people don't know how to. I'm losing this thought. I'm going to park that there. It's going to come back to me, I hope. Uh, What else is going on? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, this is going to bother me because I really wanted to, to make this point. But I've been having some excellent conversations lately. And not so much because people have been agreeing with me. But, you know, when you when you look at this entanglement of a mess that we've built, you know, and I think now Florida uh, is allowing anybody <laughs> to carry a gun unconcealed, I think. You don't have to have a permit or anything. So Florida is wild. Florida is wild. That just sounds crazy to me. But, um, you know, it's like we're just we're going to have to do a lot of work to make this version of our society uh, decent for human consumption, because America is just, uh, you know, sort of folding in on itself like a dying star. It's like, come on, you guys, we got to do better than this. You know, we just have to do better. And I think I get frustrated because I see so much behavior where it's like, this is deeply embedded. And of course, you know, 
So in a, in black culture, you know, uh, in a, at a certain economic bracket, guns, drugs, sex, it's all on the table and everybody's so deeply entwined in it. You know, I'm just going to sling a few drugs. I'm going to get a couple girls pregnant. I'm just going to, you know, do me and, you know, live the sort of fast and furious life until it takes me out of here. That's a lot of people are living like that. Don't be naive. And it's really strange to me because how are we going to undo that? How are we going to make being a plumber sexier than that lifestyle I just described of what these rappers rap about? You know, sipping lean, uh, being on drugs, being impaired all the time. You know, how do you make being a plumber better than that? Because let's be honest, plumbers make a lot of money. Uh, what do those bug guys make a lot of money? Um, it's not sexy, but they make, you know, millions of dollars. I, I had a friend in Chicago, her, her bug guy was retiring. He was like, I can't give my business away. No one wants to do this. He was an exterminator, but he was making like 2 million a year. His business was booming. And nobody wanted to do it because it's not sexy to kill bugs. It's not sexy to be a plumber. It's not sexy to be an electrician. But everybody needs those skills. And I'm telling you, I've I've been without heat on a cold, cold day in the winter. And I called the HVAC guy and it was just more than I was just too happy, too thrilled to see them coming down my street. It's like, okay. He's like, I can't get the part till tomorrow. And I had, me and my mom had to sleep with space heaters in our rooms. And the house got down to 30 degrees. You know, that that guy's name is Jason. He's a hero. If you ask me, I don't understand it. I don't understand why, how this music has turned a whole generation of some people into like, uh, they just don't want to do anything. Like, I don't understand that because music used to just be the music. Like you listen to it. You didn't want to live it. And, you know, when I was growing up, I was listening to a lot of Earth, Wind & Fire, Shaka Khan and Rufus, and then moved into Prince and Michael Jackson. And, you know, I didn't want to be them, though. I did You know, I don't understand. There's so much I don't understand. But anyway, I, I haven't thought of the thing I was thinking of yet. And that bothers me. Because I really wanted to make this point. I just, I can't remember what it was. But I feel like people don't know how to do whatever it is I, I think they need to be able to do. And it'll come back to me because I think the same thoughts a lot. Not in a bad way, Joe Dispenza. In a good way. I had a good day yesterday, too. We had a good dementia day yesterday, too. So that's important to me. Uh, these these days are tough uh, and difficult, but yesterday was pretty smooth. And I think my mom even had a, a weird memory or two. I was like, whoa, you remember that? So that was kind of cool. But yeah, we had a good day. I invested, uh, in here, H E R dot C O. I invested in a property there, my first one. Um, so now I'm a real estate investor. Uh, if you're interested in it, check it out. You know, I'm always looking for ways to grow uh, passive income. And it's a long-term investment, of course, with any real estate project. You're going to get quarterly dividends, but 
you really don't get the the big play until they sell the property and who knows when that'll be so of course this is not financial advice uh don't ever invest more than you can lose but if you're interested in wondering about where to park some cash you know a couple hundred bucks to a thousand bucks I don't think that would be a bad place to, to investigate. It's H-E-R-E dot C-O, I believe. Uh, but here, real estate investment. I looked it up initially because I was going to invest some money for my brother. And then some things happened and I can't remember what happened. But six months later, I just went on ahead and invested for myself. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's my first property. I'll probably do a few more. Um if I see something appealing, this was in Panama City, Florida. And I know I was just talking to some coworkers who just come back from Florida. So I know that's a great vacation destination and it's right on the beach. I think they said, or it's close to the ocean. So I, why not? Let's give it a shot and see what happens. Um, and I love real estate portfolios. Like I don't want to go buy a house and fix it and flip it or anything like that. But I, I do like investing in good, high quality properties. So I did that, bought some more Bitcoin, and did something else yesterday. And yes, listen, I get it. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX are bad news, but the actual um, financial vehicle that is Bitcoin was never at fault. It was the exchanges. It's these exchanges and Sam Bankman-Fried's exchange that really was robbing people. So, yes, I still hold uh, not a ton, but I I hold a a fair amount of crypto. Um, I still believe in it. Uh, I believe in what it was designed to do. Again, this is not financial advice. If you can't afford to invest in it, don't do it. If it doesn't feel right to you, don't do it. Uh, Do your research. Look it up. but once I once I start reading about it and really hearing knowledgeable people explain what it was designed to do and what it can do, and also low key know all these banks are still buying crypto and trying to incorporate crypto, then that lets me know that crypto as a concept isn't going anywhere. Um, they're just trying to figure out how to best utilize it, and a lot of people got in on the ground floor. And so you got to grandfather them in. But these banks can't wait to take over crypto. You can just tell. So, yeah, I bought some bought some Bitcoin and I still have some Ethereum and some um, uh, Shiba Inu. Uh, that was just for fun because I would love to see it just make if it makes it to a penny. I'm already a millionaire. That would be fantastic. So anyway, that's uh, that's basically, you know. Like I said, this isn't financial advice. I do enjoy uh, investing. Um, I'm still in all kinds of startups. Uh, I use Start Engine for that. I'm thinking about getting on WeFunder. I think I did invest in WeFunder yesterday. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? So I bought, I invested in a property on Here.co, and I also invested in the company of H-E-R-E uh, .co. So yeah, I did that. And, um, you know, I, I buy gold. I, I, you know, I get it. I was listening to, uh, the guy who wrote happy money. I think his name is Ken Honda. I'm not sure, but happy money is the name of the book. And he's like, the only thing I disagree with him is like, if you, you, uh, make less than $300,000 or if you, if you're 
if you don't have $300,000 to invest, then you shouldn't be investing. I, that, I think that's the wrong advice, especially now when you can uh, go on apps like Stash and, uh, you know, park some cash and build it and grow it. And you can get in the stock market with fractional shares and just figure out how, how to do it and figure out how to grow a portfolio. Um, you don't need $300,000 before you start investing. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I like a lot of what he says, but that just struck me as odd. Don't do that. You, you're not going to have $300,000 if you don't start small. So you can take $1,000 and figure out how to invest it in an asset. That's the key. Invest in assets, not liabilities. And so I bought cars, which are traditionally liabilities, but they become assets because I rent them. See what I'm saying? So figure out how to get more assets and fewer liabilities and just take baby steps. And I do believe there's room for you to invest a little money if you want to. You know, listen, you're going to need it. I, I can't stress enough that even if you just save it, even if your stocks, chances are your stock that you pick isn't going to completely crash and go away, right? If you invest in Apple, Apple has made me uh, probably $200, which you would say that's not a huge amount of money, but I don't have a, a savings account that would pay me the same interest that I'm making on my on my 4.5 shares of Apple. See what I'm saying? Uh, so it's okay to park the money there, you know, and, and I'm growing it. That's just the number I checked the other day, but, um, I still buy Apple, uh, when I can, because I'm an Apple fan. I know there are other people out there like me. So, you know, you do what you have to do, um, to, to see some daylight. You know what I mean? I, I know all my investments are going to pay off. I, I'm very strategic and there is risk involved. So again, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I'm not completely risk averse. I am a strategic risk taker and I urge you to figure out what you can do for yourself as well. There's just entirely too much technology out here to ignore uh, all the possibilities of how you can uh, increase your income. And everything's not going to be a home run. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying everything's going to completely yield you, you know, $5,000 overnight. I'm not saying that. I would not suggest that. But I am suggesting explore some vehicles for yourself that fits your comfort zone, that shows you, you know, oh, okay, I can do this. And the best way to feel like you have some money is to have some money. <laughs> you know, when you look in your bank account and you go, oh, and that's one set of money. And then you look in your savings, that's one set of money. I don't really believe in keeping money in savings accounts because with inflation and those crappy interest rates, you're you're just losing money as long as you leave it in a savings account. Um, I believe in investments and investment uh, opportunities. And I just believe that in order to uh, go to the next level, and I'm not talking about being super rich, I'm talking about being able to have a little more money so you can pay that your bills, or you can go on a trip, or you can, you know, buy something that you need or buy something that 
you know, your children need or whatever. You know what I mean? Just having some more liquidity, having some more options. And um, yeah, investment is important. And they don't teach you that in school and they don't stress it enough. It's important. You have to invest in things because your money is losing value every day. You know, people who keep hundreds of thousands of dollars in checking and savings accounts, they're suckers. They just are. Um, because your money's not gaining any value in the bank. and But the bank is making money off you. They're loaning your money. So you understand that, right? Your bank, your money is sitting in a bank. So if you have $150,000 in a savings account at your bank, they are you making money off that money and you aren't. So they have taken that money and they have loaned it to a small businessman and they're making 9% interest off of your money. I'm just pulling that number, but they're making a percentage off of your money. And then when you say, Hey, I need 50,000, uh, they, f- they figure out where to find the 50,000 and return it to you, but not before they've made X off of it. They're making money off your money and they're giving you a shitty, uh, return on it. So like, wake up. Just wake up. I'm not anti-bank, but I am pro you and I want you to win. And you will not win leaving all your money parked in a bank. But don't go, hey, what should I do? I'm telling you, start looking things up. Start finding things you would be comfortable. Make a list. I would be comfortable investing in X, Y, and Z. I would be comfortable uh, uh, giving my money to X, Y, and Z. And why, and I like this interest rate or, you know, I, this is a low risk CD, but I can park the cash and I know it's safe and I'm making more than I would make if I put it in the bank. Just figure things out. I know people don't like doing that anymore, but this is your future. This is your life. You could be alive. If you're 50 right now, you could be alive another 50 years. Easy, easy. So I'm just saying, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not a financial person. Don't take this as financial advice, but I care for you. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much I care about you guys. So just try to make a good decision. You need to be mentally, physically, and spiritually, and financially healthy. (laughs) Finances are a big part of your wealth strategy. Uh, Well, finances are a big part of wealth, period. But also your health, you know, and when you don't have money, it's hard to feel healthy. They stresses you out. Stress makes you sick. So anyway, I could go on. I don't want to go on. Do some research. Find something that works for you. Assets over liabilities. Have a blessed and amazing prosperous day. And we'll meet back here tomorrow. All right. See ya.